previously on my best friend's journal. Did you rename someone's pet while they were on vacation? I actually do that quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I... President-elect Biden um, has been forging <laughs> forward with plans, and it makes me so happy. Ever, there's like good news every day, and it's so fun. Spent most of the morning slash afternoon on the porch watching the rain with all of the soulmates. It was a fine show. Did a split, but probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Leg still feeling sore. I don't know that the split was worth the aftermath, you know? <laughs> Should have my bush without warning you. Did you want me to call you before I do that as well? No, because it's been a really long time since you've shocked me with your pubic hair. <laughs> um, got a great haircut at Fine Shaves and Cuts. You went back for a bush tune-up. Absolute bush shaving, I believe, is what it's called. <laughs> Years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. And we go in a one, two, three, a two, two, three, a three, two, three, a... Oh, are you okay? Did you oh, just God, hit? Oh God, no! Oh. I've made a huge mistake. Oh no! Do we need to? Do we need to stop for a moment while you get some gorilla glue or whatever it is you stick in that wound? Oh no! Oh dear! Cam has destroyed his hands, and we always clap to begin this to sync up audio, and he just clapped the fuck out of his already ruined palms. So uh, what happened? I, I went to urgent care the other day because I had put a fresh. Um, a fresh blade, my utility knife, a fresh razor blade, and went to open a pack of screws and went straight across the heel of my hand. Um, Ugh. and it really just was, a, it was a beautifully clean cut because it was a fresh ass razor blade, but, uh, it was very deep. And I called Peter down. I was like, does this look to you like it might need stitches? He was like, definitely might. You definitely have to go to urgent care. So I called you. I was very mad about it because it really just like threw off my whole day. Um, but I went and I didn't need stitches. I just needed uh, this cut to be super glued back together and to get a tetanus shot, apparently, because I couldn't <laughs> prove to them when the last one was. Um, and I was just telling you before we started how proud I was of how well it was doing. Um, and I just opened it back up by clapping on it like a fucking idiot. What is wrong with me? Just come over here and I'll staple it for you. Um, no, <laughs> that, right there. that actually sounds very painful. I'm sorry to hear it. Do you, didn't you fuck up your other hand as well? Do you have like especially fragile or injury prone hands? No, I just spent a lot of time on a pull up bar. Um, but it's Ugh. unfortunately, bum, bum, <laughs> don't you cut me off. <laughs> it was right in the middle of my palm this time, which is like, like right on the big crease in the middle, you know? So it's really hard to heal, heal it because mm-hmm. it just keeps, uh, keeps flexing. And so it's doing that thing where it like kind of just heals on the sides and it's still a little raw in the middle and it looks like a tiny little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to leave that right there. I'm glad you're in a good mood, um, especially because if that was me, you know, I would be like spiraling out into all the ways this is going to lead to my eventual demise. Anywho, um, besides tearing up your hands, how's your week been going? Uh, my week is going fucking fabulously. You know why? Because I woke up this morning and Joe Biden was president. Still? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get to have that feeling every day for four years. 
Isn't that fun? I know. Yeah. Someone described online this morning that like, uh, you know, the presidency to most or to many of us felt like four years of blaring music. And now that music has been turned off and we just need a little bit of time for the ringing in our ears to subside. Like I'm just not, my body doesn't know what to do where I don't have this like low level dread that I didn't realize I was really living with. I know I am. I'm so excited. There's so much good news. I have a couple things I'd love to share just specifically uh, about LGBTQ folks, if if you'd like to hear. I'm so ready, yeah. Just this morning, Biden signed a sprawling executive order protecting LGBTQ people from discrimination and ensuring fair housing, employment, immigration rights for people regardless of sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. The order says... Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Adults should be able to earn a living and pursue a vocation, knowing that they will not be fired, demoted, or mistreated because of whom they go home to or because how they dress does not conform to sex-based stereotypes. And the White House added pronoun selection to their contact form. And, and, of course, (laughs) Biden appointed the first openly trans woman, Dr. Rachel Levine, to an administration role requiring Senate confirmation. Yep, she's Deputy Secretary of Health, I believe. Um, it is it is really fucking lovely. Also, many people, probably those that listen to us from abroad, uh, may not know that like one of the last death throes of the administration was a really, really anti-LGBT um, policy that he enacted that made it uh, allowable for anyone that is getting federal funds to discriminate against gay people when it comes to adoption and homeless services. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was it was a big deal among like you know American gays, but uh, straight people and people abroad may it probably flew under the radar because the news cycle was so crazy the past couple weeks. But um, it was one last very hateful, very harmful thing that the administration put into place. Uh, and then it feels so refreshing to have that, uh, you know, yanked out, have that replaced uh, by someone who gives a fuck. Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, it was day one. It's not enough. Executive orders are not enough, uh, but it is a great start. And mm-hmm. Biden is showing his true colors. He's showing where his priorities lie. And it is very exciting. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Just so hopeful. You know what? For four years, uh, we've talked about this day. We've talked about hopefully the, you know, 21st of January, 2021 we can we can have a little bit of hope again and here we fucking are truth to power baby i know feels good i was like full of joy for most of the day there were a couple hours of depression because i'm a gemini i gotta expect it you know (laughs) jesus (laughs) but mostly it was wonderful (laughs) is that is that every day for you yeah there's there's not there's no full day that is like complete joy which i think is true for most i mean i guess i don't but not every day has like extreme highs and lows some days are just like a nice day yeah i mean it's not always so extreme i guess i just don't live in the neutral for very long you know, I can think of a day that was all high for you, or a couple of them, actually. Yeah, those, they D- do happen. D- well, Disney days is what I'm going for here, because you st- you wake up and jump out of bed, <laughs> and then you dance until you fall asleep like a toddler. That is actually a decent segue to my gayest moment of the week. Oh, it, unintentional, but I'll take it. Gay, 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 gay. The segue being that it was a... A day full of joy I had on uh, Monday, I don't know, a couple days ago. I was behind on work, as per usual, and um, my friend Christine texted and was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm working all day. She was like, oh, all right, I just wanted to hang out. And I was like, never mind, I can dump the work. <laughs> so, um, Love that. 
Yeah, when possible, obviously, it's more important to me to prioritize the friendship than the workday. Yeah, and when Christine Bransky calls, you go. You go. Um, so she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I mean, no pressure, but if you wanted to bring your dog and go for a walk with me and finish that walk at the dog park that I've never been allowed in because I don't have a dog, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> the idea that you haven't been allowed in as though you have been denied entry. I bet you would be allowed in if you pretended like you knew someone or just walked with purpose. I have walked there many a time and just watched the dogs. There's like a, a overpass um, that you can watch, you know, <laughs> watch down below. Lots of people do it. I'm not the only creep. I swear. It's a big, oh, beautiful mean, dog park. Not like like a like a, a pedestrian overpass. pedestrian yeah. bridge. OK, um, <laughs> you're not up there with. <laughs> like standing in traffic, uh-huh. staring down at dogs like a creep. Getting beat uh, move! Jesus! <laughs> um, no, so I was finally allowed into this wonderland of puppies. And I got to oh. tell you, it was thrilling. I don't think the dog owners appreciated me as much as I appreciated their dogs. I renamed most of them. My favorite was this dog <laughs> I call Carl. I don't know what his name was, but... <laughs> I was calling him Carl audibly, and I do not think his owner appreciated it. But he was such a Carl, and whenever he would, um, whenever he like spoke, he would. It was always like, uh, like he would say his name. He was like, "I'm Carl." <laughs> oh, so you renamed them and gave them voices? Yeah, there was Carl, there was Madeline, there was Rupert, and there was Alfonso. There was a lot of dogs, um, but those were some of my favorites. I just had uh, a great time. I sniffed so many butts. I played with so many pups. It was it was wonderful. Uh, um, and it was one of those rare days that was mostly full full of joy. It was not 100%. I did get home later and I was cold because we were outside all day and just kind of like also coming to terms with the fact that I ignored my work all day and I was going to be really screwed the next. I got it done, uh-huh. but it was a little stressful. And um, that kind of, you know, instigated a little bit of the despair mode. I just Mm -hmm. sat in that for a couple hours and then I climbed my way back out. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Real quick, though, why is that your gayest moment? Oh, what was was particularly gay about it? um, A dogless 31 year old man frolicking amongst the dogs. (laughs) Okay, I can visualize it now. Yep, sure. It was not appropriate. (laughs) Did Christine Baranski think that you were acting inappropriately or was she there for it? She fully supports my nonsense, so it was great. Great. Who's her dog? (laughs) Her dog was Lincoln. She's got two, but only one of them is um, socially capable of a city. I know what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Actually, I thought of your dogs um, in this moment because similar to Eleanor and Fergus, Uh I got to pretend Lincoln was mine. Is that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Get a dog. Get a dog. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I just uh, commitment. <laughs> the, the, um, I know. But I mean, if not now, when? Twenty thirty. No. <laughs> you are home more now than you will ever be. Take care of a dog. Give your love. Share your home. I'm. If I show up at your house with a dog would you or would you not have it i would have it Keep if it. someone okay. if someone presented me with a dog and was like okay. here you go deal with this like i would gladly take it removing that decision would be a huge part of it like oh, i would done okay that, that's the same reason why i've avoided fostering everyone's like just foster it's a couple weeks and it'll be fine i'm like no if i foster a dog i'm gonna love it immediately and definitely not give it back there's no difference between fostering and me just adopting <laughs> one <laughs> Although you might get a monster and it might turn you off completely. That's true. There are some heinous dogs, but 
Yeah, there's um, some real bad ones. But there's some real sweet ones. Oh, my God. There was one that people were sharing around online the other day. It was this dog. It was this old lab whose owner had uh, unexpectedly died. Oh. It was so sad. It was this gray-faced dog, and it just sat at the window waiting for its owner to come back oh, all the time. No. Don't do and that was, to me. It was so much, but I think like uh, it probably got like 2,000 people trying to adopt it, so it was all right. I thought you were going to tell me about there's another video going around of a lab on a little uh, playground like uh not not quite a carousel it's like one bar with seats on either end it spins around um and there's yeah. a there's a little old man who's got his grown ass brown lab yes. or black lab sitting on it and he's just pushing him around they have disney theme uh-huh. music happening it's so <laughs> fucking cute the dog is in heaven that is you <laughs> yes it is <laughs> in fact if i get a dog and it's not willing to sit like on a swing in a park i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> Oh, that dog is gonna wear so many outfits. You have so many photo shoots. It's gonna have it's gonna have your glasses and your hats on just all the time. Definitely, and also it's gonna have a bigger wardrobe than I do for sure. Uh, um, do you care to hear about my gayest moment of the week? I do not. Let's get into the journal. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course I do. Tell Thought me. I'd ask. Um, well, uh, mine was pretty obvious, probably for many people. It was the inauguration. It was watching the inauguration. It was sitting very on- gay. On my couch, a tear in my eye, watching Lady Gaga wearing amazing Hunger Games fashions uh, right in front of fucking Mike Pence. It was, I mean, talk about the fashions. It was every powerful woman in Washington wearing jewel tone pantsuits. Like, what was going on? Michelle Obama, Kamala Harris, Jill Biden, Hillary Clinton, Amanda Gorman. Absolutely. And can we talk about Amanda Gorman. I mean, she just came out there and blew me away. I don't even like poetry as an art form, but um, so I had I had my friend Wait, Ciara. I thought you loved it when I read you my poems. <laughs> my friend Ciara uh, really like as a big fan of uh, poetry, and she always gives me a hard time because I one time told her that I feel like poetry is just lazy music. It's like for people that aren't talented <laughs> enough to put. I believe you've their, told me that too. That is just kind of my opinion of most poetry. I know there are some that is that is gorgeous, but it is rare that poetry grabs me as an art form. That's like I won't it's not like soup where I just outright hate it but um it's just not my fave so I will not engage. anyway <laughs> what I said I will not engage go ahead I know um so but I I said that for a very specific reason because Ciara texted me and she was like wait a second did you actually enjoy poetry I was like yes but this was like this was the, the the closest comparison I can make is like eating soup at a Michelin star restaurant. Like it was masterful and so <laughs> worth it. Uh, and it was like, that is the kind of, that is the kind of poetry. That is the kind of soup that I need in my life. If you want me to appreciate it, because I, it's a high bar was, I was wrapped. I mean, I was sitting up like on my, like, you know, like with knees to my chest, just glued to the TV. Oh, yeah. I could not look away from this woman. Like, tears in my eyes just watching a star be born i immediately followed her on instagram she had like two hundred thousand followers or something by the end of the day yesterday i checked she had like almost uh-huh. two million i was gonna tell you that she crazy. posted this morning because i did the same thing and she was like my instagram is literally broken i can't get no. in because i have over <laughs> one million notifications and all of a sudden i have oh millions God. of followers my book is overnight number one her book that is being released september 21st 2021 is currently is number, number one, one on amazon yeah she is just uh like a true like wonderkind and i mean she's a full-grown woman but she's 22 years old yeah i mean she's still i mean she is a full-grown woman but she's standing up there with where the median age is probably 65 so like yes. it really it, it highlighted the youth yeah um so i was just like sitting on my couch fagging out for like an hour and a half and it was fabulous and gay and i had okay the best morning what controversial opinion 
uh, because uh-huh. I've heard a lot about the inauguration this morning, and specifically about Gaga. And Gaga! I heard, Gaga! <laughs> and I heard two different people on two different podcasts, I listen to way too many fucking podcasts, um, mm-hmm. rank her vocal performance right up there with Whitney Houston's national anthem. And That I, ain't right. No! <laughs> I mean, I love watching Gaga perform. She's an amazing performer. Her pleading to the Capitol on The Flag Was Still There, oh my God, all of us are trembling. Beautiful. It was vocally not a terrific performance. It was not a terrific performance. She sounded nervous. She doesn't usually sound nervous. And that's not to say, I mean, she sounded good. She always sounds good. I just don't think, Mm -hmm. I think it's really difficult to compare anyone's national anthem to Whitney Houston's. But I mean, Gaga was definitely the the best vocal performance of the ceremony. Then you have like J-Lo that comes up and like... I mean, I love me some J-Lo. That's great. But it sounded like she was singing a karaoke track. It was sure so did. boring. Garth Brooks shat the bed like completely. <laughs> it was like the worst Amazing Grace I've ever heard. And Garth Brooks is a great vocalist. And he like did this shitty, flat, acapella rendition of Amazing Grace. It was pathetic. It was. So she, she really stood out among her peers that way. Yeah, absolutely. And also just it was really fun to have J-Lo and Gaga and even Garth Brooks up there. It was um still really powerful you don't need to sound like whitney houston to deliver a powerful performance they each brought Mm -hmm. star quality and they you know invited their own demographics to partake in the inauguration and i think the garth brooks thing is really interesting too because like i said i think that he sang really piss poor and i'm a huge garth brooks fan i love his music like his and he's known for like these huge stadium shows and like singing and playing and just like absolutely being a rock star um i think that he did really poorly however apparently he has sung Pretty much every inauguration, uh, except for Trump's in the past like 30 years. I did not wow. realize that. It like Republicans and Democrats alike. And speaking of like unity, he is like someone that is worshipped by a lot of like country music fans, which you know are generally conservative people, and so or are largely conservative people, I guess I should say. Um, and so like that is another like just a show of like someone from a community that wouldn't necessarily be expected to perform at a democratic uh, inauguration. Like there is, there's some real strategy behind having, behind having someone from the country music world, a rock star from the country music world, sing a religious song. Um, albeit poorly. It, it wouldn't have functioned the same way for a lot of different reasons. Not the least of which is the, um, is the very blatant politics, but wouldn't it have been nice if that country representation was the chicks? Yes. They've <laughs> long since been uh, removed from that community. They're not even welcome on CMT anymore. But yes, I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely agree. That would have been ideal. Speaking of the chicks, and then we can get off of this, they have my second favorite rendition of the Star Spangled Banner ever. Oh. Um, the, super, the first Super Bowl they ever did. I think they've done two. Um, but the first... Maybe they haven't done two. Anyway, Super Bowl, them singing, and just their, like, trademark, incredibly tight harmonies. It's, like, Whitney Houston, and then directly under there, it's the chicks for me. My absolute all-time favorite Star-Spangled Banner. Uh I think it's pronounced Burchett. Um, The Burchett sisters, there's three of them. They are all... I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they are stunning vocalists, and they do these tight-ass harmonies. I've been obsessed with this for... Uh, at least six years. It's my, probably my most visited YouTube video. It is, Seriously? Yeah. Why have I never heard of them before? I bet if I showed you the video, you'd be like, ah, yes. Can you see? Oh, yep. I recognize this video. You have showed this to me before. Um, I think that it's been in like a, 
like either weed or alcohol fueled like YouTube binge. So I should probably watch it sober so I can remind myself. <laughs> Miss those. I haven't just gotten like real fucked up and gone on YouTube in a while. Oh um. <laughs> God. You know, those, I feel like it's almost a thing of the past, but you know, people sitting around like just uh, one-upping like, each the, other you, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, have you seen this one? Oh, uh-huh. play this one next. Uh, oh. That just feels like, that feels like college to me. It, does. it was always Whitney Houston videos for me and my roommates. We would watch Whitney Houston videos and then we would watch all the mad TV, Whitney Houston, uh, skits <laughs> from, that really disparaged her drug abuse and, and, uh, oh, mental yikes. illness. But, uh, man, uh, they, uh, they were of an era. All right. Well, that was a pretty gay inauguration um, for a pretty gay positive president, and I'm very excited. Okay, well, why don't you let these uh, fabulous Burchett sisters play us into the journal? I think the time has come. Done and done. And the home of the All right, so it's February 3rd, 2016. Do you care to remind us uh, what's going on? Um, I am in the middle of my contract in Florida. I'm just spending a lot of time chilling with my boys uh, in the show with me, and I don't know. Uh, Would you say that you're good. rolling with your homies? What's that one? That, to me, I, it is a song reference that I don't even know, but it is the moment where um, in Clueless, when Brittany Murphy hits her head oh, at the party yeah, and yep, she's yep. sitting on the on the uh, counter in the kitchen and he's making the guy's making sure uh-huh. she's okay and she goes rolling with the homies just did that in a different key it's <laughs> cute and it's Brittany Murphy and it's you know one of, one of her best moments and may she rest in peace so February 3rd 2016 productive day Jim Trader Joe's run and laundry fine show so sore Jim we Why? haven't heard that and probably from the gym I haven't worked out in months according <laughs> to this journal like Im- immediately <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. I had to look back. You're sore from the, doing the split. You were sore yesterday, too. Oh, whoops. <laughs> uh, not rec- I'm shocked it didn't pull anything because you like must you stretch before did. you do that. That's true. But like it was a it's a poor decision to um, impromptu split in front of a live audience mm-hmm. when you haven't done yeah. it in a while. <laughs> yeah. And also when you haven't worked out in months. Uh, that's why all the drag queens always limber up before a, a, a gig lip sync, you know, Yeah. a gig. A gig. Um, okay. So, Aunt Kath's friends saw your show. You watched Trumbo. Oh, um, never saw that one. Good, um, worth it. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember much. That's of it the other Blacklist than... one, right, with Tom Hanks, uh, Brian Cranston. But yes, Blacklist. Um, oh, Brian Cranston. Wow, just completely switched to old white men. Sorry. On the fourth of February, you watched Grease. Loved Juliana Huff. Oh, this is Grease live. I uh, said love Juliana Huff. Uh huh. Oh. That's interesting. I don't remember loving her, but great. <laughs> I do think now that she's... Also, you spelled her last name like... Like the, huff, huff and the, glue? <laughs> exactly. Like the, the act Paint. of partaking inhalants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to huff behind the... That was like one of those random drugs that was always on PSAs for like high school, after school specials. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like huffing. Yeah. Like specifically... Who is... Who is huffing spray paint we we could find bad weed you know that's what our kids were doing huffing uh-huh. spray paint just feels insane i think it was a very like 80s thing also like it was on seventh heaven i remember this some kid was, was, in, it? was in real trouble because he couldn't stop huffing 
We laugh. I'm pretty sure it's like very detrimental to your brain health. Probably, but this is the same <laughs> show that like um they find a joint in one of the kids' beds or something, and like one of the brothers is like, How could you? <laughs> he like has his breakdown over a joint. And I'm like, dude, smoke that joint and you'll feel better about this whole situation. Ah, <laughs> uh, the nineties. War on drugs, post Reagan. Thanks so much. Um so you had a fine show. You watched part of Star Trek slash Why? Harry Potter three. Wow, you were really ADD that day. You watched that part day? of Star Trek and Harry Potter 3 after failing to watch Steve Jobs. Then oh. you watched part of the debate. I think Bernie has it. Aww. Oh, that's cute. Damn. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm living for the Bernie memes are the best thing that came out of the inauguration. No, so, they're not the best thing. But they're what they're the best thing that happened on social media out of the inauguration. Because awesome. Jesus Christ, they're so funny. Bless Bernie. He is true to himself he like uh-huh. coming in with the manila envelope wearing the same coat we've seen him in a thousand times it is like uh-huh. this of course because if he did anything else imagine if he came in there with like a fucking mink on and like uh-huh. fresh warby parker glasses <laughs> we'd be like oh did he like, th- like did he completely w- abandon his entire stance on life honestly though <laughs> like it, it wouldn't have hurt to like he could have gone to Coles and had a glow up like <laughs> He just looked like he was on the way to the post office, looked so fucking bored. I loved it. I'll stop by Joe's thing real quick. <laughs> it was <laughs> cute. He's out running his it errands. was like, let's get this done. I've got a lot of work to do for the working families of America. Well, and also, this is the second, and that was the most sibilant S I've ever let fly from my mouth. This is the second inauguration he's had to go to where he like wasn't the candidate where he thought he was going to be so it's got to get a little old when all this pomp and circumstances for people that have been his colleagues for forever and it's never been him and it never will be although my opinion with uh no research to back it up so take it or leave it is that he is the most successful presidential candidate to never win president because he completely yeah, changed totally. the democratic platform to the things he's been talking about for a billion years yeah and as you said to me yesterday he's america's favorite cranky uncle <laughs> he's great february 5th you drove up north Oh, drove up North Coast with Ryan. Very oh, beautiful. So beautiful. Ate at a beach cafe. Went antiquing. Antifaing. I misspelled it. <laughs> <laughs> we started it. Uh, wait, no. Hold on. You, I, I misread this. You ate at a beach cafe slash antiques and tchotchke store. Can we talk about how you spell tchotchke? I'd prefer not, but I think you will anyway. Go ahead. You <laughs> Spelling is not a necessary skill for an audio producer, okay? You spelled it like it was a Native American tribe. Chi-chi. <laughs> C-H-A-C-H-K-E-E. <laughs> yikes. 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 I, ha- I mean, it's indefensible. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, well... Between that and Juliana Huff, you would were not spell checking yourself. It's fine. Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard. Uh, my <laughs> point was to talk about Violet Chachki, and instead I said Violet Beauregard. Violet, you're turning Violet. Violet. <laughs> Neither Violet Chachki nor Violet Beauregard, the most uh, well-known violets in our pop culture, would approve of my spelling. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Why does Violet Beauregard have an opinion about this? We don't know. Um. Okay, after you drove up the coast with your not boyfriend and went antiquing like a couple of old fags, oh, you had two hey, shows. Well, that was, I don't know if that was a passive aggressive comment or what the fuck that was, but it was loaded. It was just aggressive. Um, <laughs> you had two shows. The first audience was terrible, the second was good. Really hurt my leg on the split. So stop, stop doing the split, doing you fucking the split. <laughs> On February 6th, oh, shit. got Greg's bathroom back since he left. Huh? Oh, uh, there was a. 
poor man. There was like a, a much older gentleman, maybe like uh, early 60s. He was a costume designer for another one of the shows. And we had a spare bedroom okay. in our house. So he was there for a week during an install of a different show. And he stayed in our house. And I'm like, oh, this poor man. Imagine this like this esteemed costume designer stuck in this house with me and my friend singing improvised spider-man songs mm-hmm. yeah that's a long week for that guy yeah uh and incredibly rude of i can't man time changes perspective <laughs> <laughs> you got greg's bathroom back and then okay sorry then you went to the gym and worked out with luke you had two shows both with terrible audiences oh these florida audiences really aren't doing it for you um i mean the show we're talking to the audience the whole time and if the and it's a dinner theater so if you're more interested in your fucking like oh, i, I don't think we've salad, talked about the fact that it was a dinner theater yes so like if you are there for the dinner and not the theater it is not great oh no one goes to dinner theater for the dinner it's never good i know it, yeah tough <laughs> Get like one of those salads that has saran wrap over the top and it's just like, you know, like oily Italian dressing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hard bread, and then some shitty pasta. Every dinner theater I've ever been to. I have never uh, been to one that I wasn't performing in. Ugh, I've gone to a couple that I've had friends performing in the shows and uh, you don't go for the food. That's all I'm saying. Um, after you had your two terrible shows, you watched 10 minutes of the Super Bowl. Oh, well done. <laughs> I would say you should watch the should have at least watched the halftime show, but that year was Coldplay, and no, thank you. I uh, liked Coldplay a lot in high school, but yeah, I don't think it's like a super energetic band for a halftime show. He also does crazy things with his mouth when he sings, like does he? crazy shapes with his mouth because he sings like really high, and um, he just like he closes his eyes and like stretches his mouth into very strange shapes. It's bizarre to watch. I don't even I, remember seeing a Chris Martin performance. I was, I mean, I was into him like before youtube was a thing so i did watch that um that super bowl show uh and i just that's the one thing i took away he wore flowered pants like hippie dippy like 1960s flower power pants Mm -hmm. and he stretched his mouth into strange shapes anyway um, (laughs) you're known for doing that as well but usually it's accommodating (laughs) a certain purpose okay I wear flower pants and just suck dick left and right. Is that what you're telling me? I don't usually wear flower pants, but you are a pansy. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Nope. Didn't appreciate that's, it. Sorry. Nope. Is pansy still one of those words that's like only for it, redneck teenagers insulting gay men? I don't even think of it as like a teenager thing because it's so old fashioned. I think of it as like a hurtful dad thing to say. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. like, don't, don't be a pansy. It's like my dad would never say pussy, but he might say pansy. Right. That's why Trixie Mattel is named Trixie because her stepdad called her Trixie in the same way you would use the word pansy. I will um, also say my dad was like very sweet to me. He was never like never would have called me a pansy, but he would definitely call someone else a pansy in my presence. Same as my dad like loved to watch perform and flounce about, but uh-huh. also like, you know, I think i talked in like maybe the second episode of this podcast about him yelling faggot at a at a vw buggy oh right yeah Yeah. (laughs) vw buggy um let's see here you watched 10 minutes of the super bowl got very high with one hit of nick's wax my god i had never and to this day haven't really had wax like that i hit it like i would hit any bowl and that is not what one should do it is so potent that I, I guess I thought I was singing. I don't know. I was making some ridiculous noises while doing dishes for what felt like 
hours until the other boys who were at a bonfire outside walked to the window in front of my sink where I'm doing dishes. I don't know why it took me hours to do dishes. Um, and just like, it felt like it was hours. (laughs) It was 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) They knocked on the window to be like, hi, what are you doing? Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And then my, my singing slash noises just turned into screams. So not a good night for, um, neighbors (laughs) way too high doing dishes, getting scared. I love that. Um, you said you Skyped Kick and Mick. Kick surprised me and assembled my bed. How sweet. Kick was like, uh, into the, he st- Kick's assembled my bed more than I have. <laughs> I'm excited for you to listen back to the sound that just happened in your mouth. <laughs> Kick was like, <laughs> he just, uh, he's a special man. He's like you in that way, you Virgos. You have, but the two of you have assembled. 98% of my furniture. Well, 100% of the furniture that's in your apartment right now, I, I have. at least handed you some like nuts and bolts or something. I don't know. I, I think you cut down the cardboard. So I helped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I hate, I hate that part of it. It's fine. It is akin to like a toddler who goes and helps and stirs the soup and is like, look, I'm cooking. I'm uh-huh. Cooking. February 8th, you had a boring day off. Wasted my last free day in Florida. Oh, this is ending quickly. Made stew. <laughs> Got a haircut at Gay Bear Barber with Luke. No way. It was called Gay Bear Barber? You didn't capitalize it, so I'm assuming that like the, the barber was a gay bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, but also, Gay Bear Barber would be an excellent name for a Hell's Kitchen barbershop. Um, this is one of my favorite lines I've ever read in your journal. Are you ready? No, I'm not. Go ahead. <laughs> shaved balls and asshole will i find that funny next year (laughs) (laughs) i guess yeah (laughs) oh that really tickled me just the the asshole part it's just very precarious work (laughs) to do that is like quite the effort i must have really been in some kind of cleanup mood yeah (laughs) just tired of tired of hair in general i get it though i mean once i get started like, if I had had more time before the podcast today, I would have absolutely manscaped because I was, like, shaving my head. I was like, the time has come. Tell me, do you ever shave your butthole? I do, like, I will, like, trim the crack, but I've never gotten, like, a blade near my butthole. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about clippers. I don't take a blade to my sphinx. I don't think I'd ever recover from that. <laughs> uh-huh. Some people, well, no, I think most people wax, I guess, if they want to go bare. Um, That's what a Brazilian is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess a Brazilian is probably less painful and definitely much easier than uh, the whole ordeal of of shaving one's butthole. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's nothing like squatting over a hand mirror to make sure that you know you're getting your <sighs> getting your butt crack all <laughs> all bushwhacked. That, or you have to like um, you know find find a floor length mirror and like get your get your heels um, high up where your head would be and like. Wow, kinda... I've never laid on the floor and done it that way before. No? No. Oh, I used your uh, full-length mirror in your bedroom. Once to- <laughs> Did you really? No. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm, you but stayed I'm, at my house. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you'd would ever. Be, you, once, you once acclaimed me as a lovely house guest, and that would terminate that title. Well, you stayed at my house without me there, so I don't know. I'm not telling you what you can or cannot I do. I stayed at your house with my mom and sister. When do you think I was prioritizing <laughs> shaving my butthole? Mom, I need an hour. This door will be locked. Oh, you're Do un- not lock. <laughs> you're underestimating me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in with my tweezers. Please leave oh. me alone till lunchtime. <laughs> Have you ever tweezed a butthole hair? No. I dare you. No. I want to know. I, I'm i not 13. I cannot be. 
<laughs> coerced by a dare. But Come I dared on. you. <laughs> Double dog dare. Now you have to. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. I respect my butthole too much. Um, My mm. brother-in-law, by the way, texted me the other day. Speaking of butts, uh, he texted and said... Hey, I was listening to a sports radio podcast. Boo. One of his favorite his favorite podcasts and the guys were debating whether or not sharding counts as shitting your pants. Yes. What do you think? And I was like, first of all, obviously it does. And second of all, I think we just found the one area in the Venn diagram oh. of sports talk radio podcasts and MBFJ where we overlap. It's sharding and uh yeah. what a glorious high bar that is i love that that's it just goes to show we can all find common ground yeah and sharding definitely counts as shitting your pants if there's shit in your pants you shat your pants Yeah, that's not a question fecal matter left Thank your you. anus and, and and sat in your pants <laughs> yikes you made that so much worse than it needed to be although it was fecal very matter very clinical left your anus <laughs> like it got up and walked out although to Gross. be fair every time you fart fecal matter leaves your anus Every time. Think about that. That's what, mm, when that's, you smell a fart, you are inhaling fecal matter. Yes. Thank you so much for that I'm biology scientific. lesson. I, I actually do remember I, my, it was a magic school bus. That's where I learned it. Was it? Yeah. It was uh, Miss Frizzle. She explains how smell works and it's that uh-huh. little particles of whatever it is literally land in your nose on whatever sensors. Um, and so you are in inha- you, anything you smell is an actual particle of that thing inside your body. Yeah. And for me, I think it was, uh, it was my eighth grade science teacher. She was awesome. And uh, she was like one of those people that's like meant to be a science teacher. She was like this really like short, overweight woman who was so excited about science. And she would like run around all the time oh, and make us do these fun it. experiments. She was just great. I can picture it. She was teaching us about that very thing about like particles in the air. And she was she was like, you know, you know, you, so when you fart like the, you know, the particles, they want to expand. That's why, like, w- they're more concentrated right when it comes out because it's all in one place. And then, like, the like gas wants to expand to fill like the the, the container of its volume or whatever. Um, so, like, it will, like, expand to fill the room. And so by the time <laughs> it's dispersed that much, there's so little of it that we can't perceive it. But like when it's when it's really dense and you smell like a really bad <laughs> fart, it's because there's a lot of those particles. And I just remember thinking, like, other people's poop is in my nose. <laughs> It's so foul. Oh, I mean, just uh, think of it like another way we're all part of one another. More common ground. Man, we talked about that for way too long. This has been 8th Grade Science Hour well, listen, with Cam and Mike. Next time Joe Biden talks about unity, I wanted to bring that up. I'd be like, listen, <laughs> conservative or liberal. Your farts are in my nose. <laughs> yes. You have the farts of a wide demographic of people inside your body. Uh, can you imagine what the Senate chamber smells like with all those old uh, white men? They are so stinky old white dudes. Ted Cruz Gotta. must smell like a fucking rotten corpse. That guy looked like a greasy trash monster at the inauguration. Ugh. Like, when did he get so sloppy? He has always been so sloppy. He is a literal bag of shit. February 9th, you started the day with one of those voiceover jobs. You had a hard time warming up today. Played chess online with Kick, drove Ryan to the dealership, then one show. Wasn't bad. Saw Big Short for $6! Exclamation point. Was amazing. I love a $6 movie. It was amazing. It was kind of mind-blowing. It was like, Mm -hmm. ah, this just happens, and I was completely unaware of it. (laughs) Well, you did right. Our government and system is fucked. We need Bernie! Mind is reeling. Updated (laughs) website today, satisfying. Pause. Uh, Still (laughs) haven't updated that website probably since then, although I've said that before. Every time you bring it up, I say. Every time you update it in the journal, you're like, that was definitely the last time I touched that website. (laughs) 
edited website. Oh, well, you did great. Because if anyone goes to michaelwhistles.com, and that they there, can see his... 2014 is the last time I edited that web. We just witnessed my last update. <laughs> also, it's not hard. I know. I actually... It's a pandemic. Update your website. Get a dog. I can't make any promises. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to do anything about that. So please keep reading. All right. It's February 11th. Let's get to the 14th. Get halfway through February. Okay. Hectic day. Great show with audience. No, sorry. Great show and audience. Cool. Uh, oh, Sam's coming down to do some family stuff. Um, she will be staying with you. She actually is the reason I have that video from last week of me doing that painful split. She took it. Oh, she took it? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> February 12th, saw Laughing Matters. I don't know what that means. Mostly great, except the homeless joke. Oh. Is this a show? Yeah, so the theater, I think I've said before, where I'm doing the show has at least four other theaters. They have a bunch of shows happening at once. It's kind of a big complex. Um, And so I'm watching all of them. And this one is, I believe, written by the people in the theater. It's like a a little studio where the artistic director gets to like do his own fun projects. Mm. And a Sarah, black box jerk off situation. Exactly. And Sarasota has this horrendous housing problem, and it is amplified by the fact that there are literal streets where you can walk down one street of very rich condos, and the very next street is like homeless encampment, and it is this is jarring the disparity. It's very difficult to be in especially when i'm working for these rich people and having these rich audiences and then walking home by all these people who don't even have a fucking sandwich to eat or a roof over their head it's it's an insane disparity so this is our this is the context and then i see this show where they make a joke about getting rid of the homeless people and i was like oh holy fuck like yikes if we spent a tiny percentage of what the audiences here spend on subscriptions to your theater we could fix uh-huh. a large part of this problem it's just like it was pretty gross and pretty um it's like an aggression against the very community in which they're in which is like yeah. like you can say stuff in the abstract and in, in theater and it not feel that like jarring but like mm-hmm. if you could walk out the door and witness the homeless issue the homeless problem uh in in that very community that is that that's a little bit shocking especially from uh, these people and, who and like very poor taste and they have the money to help change the situation but it's yeah. the kind of people that would rather throw these people on a bus into to another city, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So you drove to get Sam from the airport. You drank on the porch with Ryan and his, I don't know what that scribble says. Big old dick. Friend? <laughs> uh, uh, great. Yeah, I think maybe one of Ryan's friends was visiting as well. And so we all... <laughs> We all enjoyed our porch time. Um, let's see here. You went to, on the 13th, you went to brunch at Toasted Mango. Uh, Sam saw your second show. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Sam saw your shows, and the second one was good. You hung with the boys at Ryan's. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Do you think I have a date? I wonder who it is. I wonder what I did. Uh, I don't know. You ha- I'll tell you what you did. You had a great, underlined, final two shows. Oh. Great. I love ending at the end of a contract. Um, you had brunch at Starbucks and brought Sam to airport. <laughs> That's uh, not brunch, bitch. Brunch? No. <laughs> you put brunch and then in parentheses Starbucks. You guys want to do brunch on Sunday? I'm just like, I need it. When this pandemic is over, <laughs> I need brunch. I just... I'll get there early. I'll grab us the table. Um... I'll order you a hot ham and Swiss. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, you had a great bonfire with everyone, but you spelled it bonfire like mm, you were bonding. That's cute. 
<laughs> we'll pretend like you did that on purpose. Getting a little sad. Gonna miss them. Only two hours of sleep. How? Probably because I was partying. That? Party, baby. So was that like a little cast party bonfire then? Probably. All right. Well, hey, we finished up on the 14th at the end of a contract ah, on a holiday. It feels all nice and buttoned. Love that. So um, before we go... I think we heard from a few listeners this week. We did. A someone on Instagram, little lady baby, said, "I know Cam is feeling this," and it was a tweet that's no longer available, so I can't read it verbatim. But it said something about getting the chicks back into uh, the political conversation now that we've had Garth Brooks sing at the inauguration and other country <laughs> men doing this. Are they allowed to come back now after criticizing George Bush? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's highly appropriate and probably also inspired my comment earlier today. Um, mm-hmm. And then also we heard from a longtime listener, Callum, and he said this week's episode, he was talking about uh, Girl Insurrected, I believe, was so visceral <laughs> about everything that happened last week. I could feel the pain and sadness as it happened, and it brought me tears. We woke up to the news here. He lives in Australia, and I will never forget that moment. Um, I think that's really sweet, the empathy that we are getting from listeners that don't even live in this country. And now I hope you can enjoy the visceral joy that we're sharing <laughs> about all the good news that's happening. Yeah, that was a that was a tough episode to listen to because like the I don't know just just hearing us read the headlines for the first time and like there's like that moment of silence in the uh, in the episode where neither one of us obviously knows what to say or what to do. Uh, that was a that was a tough one to get through. So I'm, I appreciate that uh, people uh, felt that because what a what a challenge what a challenging time it was. But hey. Things are things are looking up. All right, folks. Um, as usual, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, if you want more of my best friend's journal, you can find us on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. You can email us at my best friend's journal at gmail.com, and you can visit our website at my best friend's journal.com or mbfjpodcast.com or mattbomersabs.com. <laughs> sure can. So until next time, Mike, always remember when you smell a fart, you're inhaling poop. Kinda. No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Gaga is my, I mean, if I had to pick a diva, I'm a Gaga gay. Oh, that's hard. Pick one diva. Um, One pop diva. One pop diva. I'm a Beyonce gay. I'm a Beyonce gay. (laughs) I'm Beyonce gay. I'm a Beyonce. I'm Beyonce gay. I'm a Beyonce. (laughs)